adesso parte il tiro, rete, 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 un gol straordinario! Welcome to Rete This Way, culture podcast that brings you the latest and greatest news from the world of Syria and European soccer. My name is Michael D'Angelo, and with us as always, we have Paulino Baloni Mangoni. Welcome back, everyone. We've got a Mr. Chris Baselli. Hello, everybody. We've got Julian Giju D'Angelo. How's everybody doing tonight? We've got Antonello Venditti. <laughs> Paul, take it away. <laughs> Okay, so um, we're probably going to have to explain a little bit of uh, the reasoning here, but uh, I guess just a translation for our um, Munch Cake friends, which all of us have a little bit of Munch Cake in us. Paul, explain the uh, why. Well, I mean, uh, in a world full of thieves, I mean, I think it's kind of self-explanatory, right, Michael? <laughs> for me and you, yes. <laughs> Chris, maybe? <laughs> no, we'll, we'll get to that when we when we get to the games. How about that? Okay, that's that, fair. That, then I'll, <laughs> that's then I'll fair. explain it in detail. I don't want to. Also... I don't want to give it away. You know. Right. Right. Um, I I do want to say though that in the lyrics for this song, it really goes. In questo mondo di ladri c'è ancora un gruppo du- di amici. And that's us. <laughs> we're the group of friends. And uh, in... I think if you keep going to, it's talking about... The saints? Yeah, we're also saints. You right. and I are saints. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was talking about, about uh, when he mentions poverini come noi. Right. Right. I think I think it's all of us, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. We're all, we are all poor. <laughs> uh, especially with gas prices. Am I right? <laughs> God. Um, okay. Especially for you and gas prices, right? Oh, yeah, me and gas prices specifically. Yeah. I'm notorious for just filling up whenever. Um, speaking of which, I need to fill up the car. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, what we're going to do, obviously, is uh, a massive, massive um, match day. Match day 37, the penultimate. So we'll get through that um discuss i guess kind of the state of things and and what really we have yet to find out or what we already know going into the final match day um on the weekend uh and then beyond that we will obviously we had some Copa Italia last week we uh will get to america's favorite segment who am i um 
and of course the big discussion uh, that Paulo's excited for. So <laughs> we, <laughs> without further ado, let's just get into it then. Um, so we'll start with Saturday's uh, first game, I guess, was Empoli Salernitana, and this was already a massive game. Do we do we have midweek with these guys too, or was it already settled before this? I think everything was settled, right? We we knew going yeah, into the yeah. weekend that it was like everything was all tied or all the matches were were kind of played out and now it really was a race um to the final. So again, starting with Empoli Salernitana, um an important game for for Salernitana for sure. Cutrone scores in the 31st for Empoli to make a one nothing and uh Salernitana saved the result. Uh Bonazzoli scores in the 76th minute. With uh, that goal to- of the week? Uh, nope. No, nope. <laughs> no, Paulo. Paulo's going to say that for every second goal until we get to our goal of the week, which happens uh, actually on Sunday. But again, we'll get to that point. Um, yeah, but uh, Slantana again get uh, get a result here, which is massive for them. Uh, and again, we'll talk about the bottom of the table later on. But uh, point of this game, um, Parati missed the PK very late. Right? It was like almost last kick. Yeah, uh, almost uh, last, pretty much last kick. Uh, was, actually, he didn't really miss it per se. It was a good Vicario save, guess right. And uh, it was just a, an, an extended. It was full stretch, so I, I don't blame Parati. I think he picked his corner, and it was just a good save. Right there, you go. Uh, okay, moving on here to Verona host to Torino. Torino actually come away with the victory here, one nothing on a uh, Breccolo goal. A nice um, goal as well. Ninety minutes contender. Into that. Was Another that goal contender. Of the week yeah. It should, it should, should be cool. it's a contender for the goal of the week. I I think personally, Bonzel is a goal of the week, but you know, but you're it's wrong. a contender. That's right, but you're wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm right. Just no one wants to admit it. Uh, no, Paulo, I will. I will be the first to admit that yeah. uh, typically there there has been an agenda against you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the but, conspiracy theories are right, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. But at the same, on the same token um i i will also give you credit when uh you deserve credit it because too, I, okay. yeah because I, I like to uh i like to side with you when i can because you know there there is some moment of clarity for you and i like to encourage that as opposed <laughs> to just let you drown in conspiracy so when you're right i'll tell you how about that uh, yeah sure no problem yeah. <laughs> so next up, we had Udinese host to Spezia, um, and it was Udinese come out uh, one nothing early on in the 26th minute uh, before Spezia <laughs> go on a run of uh, goals. So Verdi in the 35th, uh, Gassi 45th, Majora in the 47th in the second half, and then uh, late uh, a, a late goal for Udinese only makes it three two. Unfortunately, in the end, uh, so Spezia come out with the victory. Uh, last goal from Pablo Mari. Uh, and uh, yeah, Spezia are three-two victors in that game. Uh, Note uh, in this game, uh, Julian's yeah. favorite player, Rajmanai, uh, missed a PK. Ah. Like, complete, completely missed. Though. It was it was a very poor PK. I had high hopes for him at one point in time. <laughs> and then what uh, happened? <laughs> he went to Barca and went on Barca B. There you go. And then he ended up at Spezia after that. Spezia still won. They did. <laughs> actually, he's been, he actually scored a couple goals this season, so I'll give, him, give him credit where it's due. There you go. Yeah, yeah. see, hey, while we're giving credit, let's just <laughs> give it around to everyone. Um, the next game up was uh, Roma host to Venezia. Now, this didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Luca takes that personally. 
Yeah, no, yeah, that's right. But for Venezia specifically, right? I, I mean, again, we'll get into the math at the end, but the results from um, already from the morning kind of had the writing on the wall for Venezia. But this ends 1-1. Venezia score very early. Okoreke, I think, in, within the first minute. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Shomorodov in the 76th um, ties it after... Uh, I mean, an early red card as well for Venezia in the 32nd minute from Keane. But uh, yeah, 1-1 is the final result, um, which doesn't help Roma, I guess. Well, because well, of later results, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, but um, in theory, at the, at the time, it wasn't a very good result. Um, also because, well, one point about the red card, uh, Pellegrin got, literally got kicked in the nuts. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a kick in the nuts, like, uh, and then Roma hit four crossbars, so it's not like that, um, the, the, the draw was, was kind of unfortunate, considering the fact that, you know, they had a lot of scoring chances, especially since they went down, uh, since Venezia went down to, uh, 10 men for an hour. Right. Um, typically, I actually... Um, should say that I save this uh, for really specific moments, but that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, that's reserved for Benucci, but <laughs> his time is running out. It's yeah. Well, actually, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, well, one would hope. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that was Saturday. Moving on to Sunday, uh, we had Bologna host to Sassuolo early, and that game ends 3-1 for Sassuolo. So Scamacca scores a brace in the 35th. Um, his first goal, Brardy in the 75th, gets a goal in between the other Scamacca goal in the 80th, and then uh, an Orsolini PK in uh, the 90th. Uh, so an extra time gives Bologna a goal, but uh, uh, Sassuolo takes it. Um, next up, we had Napoli host to Genoa. Uh, and Napoli come out 3-0 victors, really straightforward. Uh, Osman scores in 32nd, a PK from Insigne in his last game at the Maradona, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, Lobotka in the 81st minute, again, uh, sealed it for Napoli, 3-0. Um, uh, point from this game, uh, Insigne moves up to second in the all-time Napoli um, scoring list. Behind? Uh, behind, yes, exactly, behind Mertens. So he go. passed Hamsik. Right, yeah. right. Uh, okay, moving on. We had Milan host to Atlanta in uh, one of the most important matches of the match day. And uh, Milan come out 2-0 victors. Uh, Leao scores in the 56th minute. Um, and it's really, I guess, again, for, if you're a Milan fan, you probably were, were biting your fingernails uh, before this goal happened, which uh, really almost seals it. And it's actually our goal of the match day. Uh, So let me, I have the audio here for you. Let me just uh, cue that up real quick. Here we go. A fantastic solo effort. <laughs> <laughs> box to box, up. literally. Yeah. 
Paulo, how many chairs did you break when that goal went in? No, no. First of all, okay. If you want to, if you want to get, want, do we, Michael, can we get into it or what? Um. <laughs> yes, we can. Yeah. Okay. First of all, uh, the Liao goal. That was a foul. Admit, Chris, admit that was a foul. The Liao goal. Yeah. On the on the foul on I think it was who was it? Messina. Uh, Messina. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a so. Foul. Paul, are you telling me? A replay of that one. No, no, that was a foul. That was Paul. Are you telling me that both Milan goals then were as a result of them fouling the other team and not getting every (laughs) Milan forward pass? There something went wrong. No, 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 that was a foul. Something that was a foul. The one on Piscina, that was was a clear foul. The pitch, something was wrong. No, me fight, caga, cut. That was a foul. (laughs) That was a foul. If Milan even admit that, admit that was a foul. The first goal I, was a honestly, foul. Honestly, I didn't see a replay. Oh, okay, he didn't see. He didn't see. I didn't even watch. I didn't even watch the game. I was driving home. Paulo, Paulo, <laughs> that was a foul. Messina, Paolo. Messina was blocked off. That was a foul. Paulo, what? Paulo, scudetto di fallo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, that was a foul. Uh, supposedly, supposedly the the tackle from Kroonich was uh, was was fine. I I disagree. I don't think he got the ball. But anyway. Um, so again, I don't think uh, I don't think Atlanta did enough to win it, but I don't think uh, those Milan goals should have stood. Uh, anything else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a uh, Atlanta have put in actually on Paulo on Atlanta's behalf have put in uh, a an appeal an appeal <laughs> an appeal to <laughs> replay the, the game. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're just like Milan to- did against Spezia. Where, where's Katakans when you need it? Fuck. <laughs> uh, anyways, with this uh, big result, um, and uh, yeah, a big result for, for Milan in, in any case. They a fraudulent result. A big <laughs> result for Milan. Uh, they, again, keep their pace, and we'll talk a, a little bit later about what needs to happen, obviously, uh, for Milan or whoever else is contending uh, a little bit later on. Um, so we'll get to that later. So the next game was Cagliari, host to Inter. And this was important on, on multiple fronts uh, for both the top and the bottom of the table. Uh, so Cagliari um, go down 2-0. Uh, 25th minute, Darmian scores. Uh, and then a Lataro in the second half in the 51st minute. Uh, Cagliari actually get one back a couple minutes later from uh, Likajanis. 54th minute and uh, it's put away in the 84th by another Lataro for his brace uh, and again they, they end up Inter end up taking this game 3-1 so they also um, maintain their march towards uh, a hopeful hopeful final week um, glory I guess uh, glory's final match day uh, but that was it for the Sunday games any notes quickly on that game um Cagliari probably should have had a pen in like the last minute of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget who took a shot, but D'Ambrosio deflected it, and oh, Dumfries' arm was up. But I thought they... it was Gagliardini. No, Gagliardini. There is another one that uh... that one. It was a fifty-fifty ball, kind of seemed to hit his shoulder. That one wasn't anything. The Dumfries one probably should have been a PK. I think they ruled that he was protecting his face, which I don't even know was a thing. But. Yeah, regardless of that point, it was still 3-1. to one. It would have been the last kick of the game, most likely. Um, 
and Lautaro hit 21 goals. Just want to there you go. Give a shout out to that. Yeah, broke the 20 goal mark this season. So nice to see. Yeah, that's right. So he's at 19. He got two today, right? Or this weekend. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that was again the end of Sunday. We also had uh, a couple of matches on Monday. So Sampdoria were host to Fiorentina, and uh, in a surprise route, Sampdoria uh, score early and often in the 16th minutes, uh, make a one nothing from Ferrari. Quagliarella uh, scores in the 30th. Um, in the second half, Torresby scores in the 71st. Uh, for Sabiri makes it four nothing in the 83rd, and then uh, uh, Nico Gonzalez PK uh, late allows uh, Fiorentina to at least get one consolation goal. But again, it ends 4-1 um, for Sampdoria. Paulo, quick note? Uh, not in this game. I thought it was a dominant performance by by Sampdoria. Um, yeah. I don't Fiorentina, it wasn't really wasn't up to it. the game. Yeah, it, it, I was watching the highlights in Italian, and yeah. uh, the commentator said this seemed to be on vacation, even though they had something to play for. So. <laughs> Uh, also of note, I guess Collie got a, a red card in the 90th for Sam. Uh, okay, in the final... So he misses the inter game is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it, you said it. That I did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that happened, that's why. So that was the first I heard about that. Right, there you go. Um, okay, and now the final game again of the match day was Juventus host to Lazio. Um and of note, I guess this is uh, this was the last home game for Chiellini and Dybala. Uh, and, they, and we'll talk about that later on, talk more about that later on in the, the show. But uh, this game started off with a bang. Ten minutes in, Vlaovic on a nice cross from, um, I believe it was Morata, uh, makes a one nothing early, ten minutes in, like I said. And then Morata actually gets his own goal in the 36th minute um, after, I guess, the result of some dribbling. Uh, makes it 2 nothing. Uh, in the second half, early on, 51st minute, uh, Lazio actually gets one back from uh, an Alexandro own goal. Uh, and then with the last, very, very last kick of the game, uh, Milinkovic Savic scores to get a result for Lazio. And now, finally, so that ends 2 2. Let's get to the table. So that result is uh, massive. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, oh, point, point, oh, point, of, point, of, point of order. Okay. Point of order. Point so of order. Again, Paul stinks. <laughs> <laughs> um, model UN charter. Um, <laughs> uh, so again, it's similar to what happened in the Milan game. Uh, foul on Quadrado, and and eventually yeah, last score way. and went, went the other way. Yeah, so again, uh, three goals that should have been ruled off were allowed to stand this weekend. <laughs> Is Quadrado not though, known there's... for going down easily? But, okay, he didn't. Uh, I think it was yeah. – no, Zakani. It was Zakani. Uh, Zakani didn't play the ball whatsoever. He set a pick. That's a foul. Yeah. But these – honestly, these – they haven't been calling goals back for soft fouls. No, no, it's no. They're not co- so, throughout the season that they have. So the reason why they, so the reason why VAR hasn't called it back, it's be, uh, it's so I think it's because of the intensity of the play. That's what I I was listening to in Italian. So because the play developed with such an intensity, VAR cannot go back and call it back. So that's that's down to the individual ref on the field making the bad decision. Or Sato made two bad calls in that game, and to me, should be suspended. Intensity on the field. Are you talking about the Milan game? 
Uh, yeah, so for for the um, I think it was the Piscina one. Okay. Uh, uh, the, the the reason why VAR couldn't intervene was because of of how the the play developed after Osato allowed that um, okay. allowed that play uh, allowed well after after he didn't call it and then the Got play it. allowed to develop. So okay. it, it's they call it the intensity of the play. Uh, that's an, something new to me. I, did, I thought they can they can go back and and call back I, again. They must have changed the protocol. Yes, this but year. if it's intense and passionate, then they cannot well, take it back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a very, a very, it's a very Italian thing to do. Exactly. Um, but again, <laughs> it, it's the same. Both, all three goals, uh, the two in the Milan game and then the last one in the the Juventus Lazio game, to me, should have been called back. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> also it was close, but I think it was onside the last goal too from Lazio. I think it ended up being onside. They had a VAR check, I guess, afterwards just to show people that they were checking. Um, but there was a goal, uh, there there was a shot basically that uh, was parried, and then mm-hmm. Savage Milinkovic Savic was basically just he beat. I think it was Pellegrini. He beat somebody, anyways, at that at that far post to uh, to slot it in. Um. Okay, finally, let's get into what all of those things mean. Uh, where should we start, guys? Should we start with what this result meant for fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth? Or yeah, might as well. Yeah, I, I feel like that's the that's the least um... contentious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll start with again with that draw. Uh, Lazio have solidified fifth position. Is it is it fifth? Fifth. Okay, because I I know I I know for a fact that they guaranteed a spot in the in the Europa League. So, well, Roma so, only, points, right? Only so, Roma can catch them ideally. But didn't they just ruin Roma in the last derby? No, Roma beat Roma. Roma, Roma, oh, Roma won uh, the last game, didn't they? So Roma in March won three nothing. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's one thing. Um, but let's see how. Roma lost. <laughs> okay, Roma lost three two though. Yeah, so okay, Roma so has the goal difference. Roma in, has in the head, head. Yeah. So Lazio would need to lose, and Roma would need to win. Okay, but is it results or it's goal difference in those results? Like so I don't know. If it, I don't think. I don't think it's. But it, I think it's head to head results, and then I think it goes to difference in general, not in those head to head. No, it's head to head goal difference first. Are we sure about that? Let's let's confirm yeah, that. I'm <laughs> I'm almost positive. Syria. Uh, okay. Syria. Uh... Well, regardless, uh, uh, I want to talk about. So I, I, can't, I can't remember who Lazio plays, but I know Ventus play Fiorentina. So that's why that point against Venezia was was, you know, um, after hindsight of twenty twenty, it was important because it gives Roma um, an extra point. Um, cushion over Fiorentina uh, so you know going I believe it's away well Juventus have to travel to Florence and you know, Vlaovic's return uh, it's going to be a very difficult game considering that you know I get what Juventus hasn't won in what uh, two straight okay so confirmed so Julian's right so it's it's head-to-head results, obviously records and points, goal difference of the head-to-head games, and then goal difference overall is the third, I guess, tiebreaker. So, yeah, so if they're tied on points, and Roma would Roma would leapfrog them. Mm-hmm. So at least yeah. I guess what we've understood is that Lazio have secured Europa League. Europa League, yes. Okay. So fifth or sixth is 
still to be decided, I guess, in that last match day. Um, and at Which the is, end of all this, we'll talk about. Yeah, sorry, Mike. Ahead. I was just gonna say. So if that's the case, I I'm surprised, anyways. Because correct me, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Roma Lazio. are playing Torino Friday, so yes. Lazio, if they were to follow their you know their code, should also be playing Friday. I agree. So the re- they sh- in theory they should be playing Friday. In or theory. they should just be playing on the same day, whatever day they want but, to go with. But it's because Roma got that um, the right, final. That, yeah, yeah, no, and I, I get that. So I'm still just surprised that the league didn't move the Lazio game to Friday as well. Well, I think they, the issue they is might because they played Monday as well, though. Yeah, but they because because it matters now. They might have to change move because, Lazio to Friday. Exactly because they did the the uh, the schedule on Monday, so today or Monday. Um, the and while the games to on the Monday weren't played yet, so they might put Lazio and uh, Lazio to play at the same time as Roma on Friday. It depends. Yeah. I'd be surprised right. if they didn't, because then they're going against what they've always done with regards to. I, I gotta look at the at the, the uh, at the schedule again, like the official uh, Serie A schedule, like the um, uh, schedule that they put out on Monday. They yeah. may there may have been an asterisk. Beside the Lazio uh, game. Beside the Lazio game, exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'll take a look at it after. Yeah. Okay, so all that to be all that said, uh, Roma have not secured, though, uh, Europa League, right? Because they could still fall back and back down. Yeah. Because they're on 60 points. So uh, Fiorentina Fior- could pass them. Fiorentina could pass them, and Atalanta could pass them, because they're both on 59 points. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Atalanta. So... Uh, those are and At- Atlanta play Empoli, um, and Fiorentina play Juve. So Julian's gonna be cheering for Fiorentina either way, I guess. Well, Just no, I want to against uh, Juve because you want Roma in eighth. Yeah. yeah, I want Roma in eighth because then there'll be eight Italian teams in Europe next year. Right. Right. So that's the scenario. Just to refresh my memory, anyway. So Roma finishes eighth. Sorry, well, if assuming... Roma. Finishes in eighth and they win the Conference League final. Yeah. Italy ends up with eight teams in Europe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I forget exactly. Because fifth and sixth would get Europa League, seventh would get Conference League, and then Roma would get Europa League through their Conference League. Okay. Yeah, and I'm trying to see if there's if there's like a three way tie or something, what that positioning would be. But it looks like Roma probably, I don't know, it might be draws. And I, I guess feel like Roma probably has that tie break. To go back to last week, because I think last week, Mike, you had asked us about, you know, what do we see being a successful season yeah. for for Roma or not? And so I guess if I the only way I would change my answer from last week is I would say is if they do finish eighth and don't win the Conference League final, then yes, it's a, it's an unsuccessful uh, season for them. Yeah, utter failure. <laughs> I, I think it'd be it's difficult for them to finish an eighth and also lose the Conference right. League final. Right. Okay. Well, again, that's the uh, the Europe contention part. Um, let's go to let's go to the bottom table first. So. This the results that happened. Uh, again, we already kind of mentioned it, but with Salernitana getting a point uh, against Empoli, that meant that Venezia were already out of it. So Venezia were officially relegated before they even kicked off on uh, Saturday. Um, so 
their game with Roma again was was kind of uh, non not not important for the reality for them. Uh, it was important for Roma, but again, just ended in a one one draw. Uh, and the other important, uh, I guess, result is that Genoa lost as well, which meant that at 28 points, they could not reach the 31 points of Salernitana, so they were also relegated. If they so that, was, yeah. that was a weird one. If somehow Salernitana, Genoa, and Cagliari all finished tied on 31 points, then Genoa would have advanced. Yeah. So I so, don't know what the three-way tiebreaker was. But the thing because... is, though, I think Cagliari couldn't have because they... No, oh, no they I guess can't. if they had... They needed yeah, if they drew... It, exactly. Yeah. If they drew both games, then they would have. You're right. Yeah. But because they lost, um, Genoa are out. It, right. It must have been uh, some head-to-head record. I think Genoa probably had a better head-to-head record uh, on both of them or something like Between that. Between the three of them. Yeah. Right. Yep. So again, in any case, with the with the loss um, to Napoli, it meant that their their season is over and and their time in Serie A is is up. Uh, I believe it was fifteen years that they were up, uh, or last time they they had gained promotion to uh, Serie A from Serie B. I think it was and, fifteen years because they got promoted at the same time as uh, uh, as Juventus. There you go. So that's it. They're out. So. Honestly, I, mean, I don't think it's... Obviously, you want them to stay in Serie A. They get more money as well. But I think they're kind of going through a bit of a rebuild. So well, I, mean, I think it's we'll not them up fairly soon. It's not even that. They, they, they easily could have got relegated, you know, uh, last season yeah, as well. Yeah, uh, for the past uh, <laughs> three years, they could have got relegated. I remember uh, watching that, again, that 0-0 draw between Fiorentina and Genoa. I mean, both those teams... Mm-hmm could have got relegated that season as well. I mean, it, it was a matter of time coming. Uh, I just find it hilarious that um, all the teams uh, owned by Americans have suffered a, you know, ha- have been relegated, put it that way. Parma last season, uh, Genoa this season, the only ones that seem to be surviving uh, is uh, Spezia. You just can't Sp- beat that guy. Can't, can't, can't beat that guy. <laughs> I, I mean, uh I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Because we're on, we're on uh, uh, relegation. They survived uh, so exemplary. Uh, but uh, I, I mean, if I if I were him, I would stay. I mean, do, do you really want to go to PSG and be under the microscope and and dealing with that with that locker room? I don't think so. I I also just want to note that uh, that's not entirely truthful what you said because uh, one of the American owned teams is currently by the Roma. No, Atalanta. Current. No, no. is currently in first place. See, oh. <laughs> that's a head's fun. Don't get me fucking started. <laughs> uh, okay, so the last point, I guess, on the bottom of the table, like we said, is uh, just to clarify: Cagliari are on twenty-nine points, Salernitana are at thirty-one. So anyone above them, Spezia, etc., are all safe. Uh, this really is for that last spot, and. What needs to happen is Salernitana need Cagliari to drop points. If they tie, they they've sealed, they've taken it. Um, if they lose, obviously, if Cagliari win and Salernitana lose, 
then that means that Calgary will jump ahead of them by a point in 30, with 32 points. If Salernitana get a point and Calgary win and they're tied, the tiebreaker will go to Calgary and Salernitana will then be relegated. So, so that's the head-to-head? The head-to-head is, yeah, Calgary has... Uh, let me just pull it up here. Do, 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 do. They do. Yeah, I looked at it earlier. Both games finished 1-1. Um, but then it goes to gold differential. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's right. Because Salernitana got their ass handed to them in the first half of the season. Yes. Yeah. They lost Inter five nothing twice. Yeah. <laughs> Damn Inter. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, we'll move up to the uh, the top of the table there. So again, that's just the that's the bottom. We kind of know where that stands. We'll see what happens. Uh, well, uh, first, uh, so uh, it's. Um, Salernitana versus Undinese, so the, the yeah. second time that they played, what, like three weeks? Yeah, that's right. They just played them recently. And then Galleri and Venezia? No. Yes. Yep. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, moving on to... Moving on up. Moving on up to... To the, the east, side. east side. Yeah, the first and second side. Uh, so, yeah, massive, massive last day. Um, these are, you know, these are the 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 title races that we like to see though, right? Like nothing is settled and it, it really is all to play for in the final match day. I feel like those are the most exciting ones. You don't, you never want to, I mean, it just has happened for the last decade where typically a side was five games out and already had the title and, you know, took their foot off the gas or whatever, you know, I guess that's UVA's fault. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll I, I guess say. They're, they're the most superior team in the league for the first decade. It, exactly, exactly. And I mean, what can you do, right? But uh, now they're not. Now it's uh, Milan and Inter. So Milan are on 83 points. Inter are on 81 points. So obviously, Inter need to win. Milan need to lose if Inter have any chances here. Uh, if Milan win, it's theirs. So you, you know that they're going to go out and play with all. If Milan, it's all to play Milan, for. If Milan win or draw, yeah. that's right, right? Because they they won the the. Uh, let's see where we're at here. I'll pull it up. The last derby they won. Two the last derby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. On a foul that should have been called on Alexis Sanchez. She. <laughs> no, that's the one Handanovic more than anybody. That second goal. Was one yeah, I know, but but that was a foul on Handanovic though. Like, how many points does Milan have? 83. Yeah, so all 83 were undeserved. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. Uh, you probably did. No, I, I, I didn't say that. I'm just saying that there's certain goals that should not have been allowed because of fouls that were allowed by referees That because we're all living in a world of thieves. She, she is right. <laughs> I will say, honestly, I don't... People aren't giving us Milan side enough credit. They've won. Sorry, I shouldn't say one. They haven't lost in fifteen matches. Yes, Their with help of referees. Paul, yeah, but sounding like Milan Twitter right now. Okay, but 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 I I, I in <laughs> at the risk of sounding also like Milan Twitter after that Spezia game, there has been a lot less contentious. <laughs> Things happening to Milan than I guess against them is all. I, is all I'll say. I'm not saying that uh, that's because of reasons. Uh, well, I mean, listen. It, it, yeah, it, it, that happens. The ref 
admitted that he made a mistake. If that could happen to anyone, you know, he, he blew the whistle by accident. I mean, all, he... I, all, all I want to say is, is it possible that it's a that, makeup calls? Yeah, why not? That Milan has been getting some makeup calls as a result of, of some very unfortunate results on their end. Chris. <laughs> over is the it course? Possible? Is it possible over the course of the last 50 sure. games since that result? Sure. Because of again, it's in the head. They're you know they're they've they've been wronged and and is there is it, a conspiracy here? Is, it is what possible? I'm asking. No, the conspiracy theories come from Paula. Is it <laughs> is it possible? Sure, I still say that over the course of the season in general, all the little bullshit errors. I don't want to say they balance themselves out because it's never equal, but everybody deals with their fair share of. BS calls here and there. Some more egregious than others. Again, I, I don't mm-hmm. have a, a tally. I'm sure Paulo does. And again, all 83 points are unjust. But um, <laughs> no, that, that's how I see it. Okay, my next question. <laughs> if Inter win the Scudetto on the last day, is this a successful season for Milan? Uh, yes. Because we don't have the second best roster in the league, and Pioli is not a Scudetto winning manager, so yes, interesting, interesting, disappointing, points. disappointing. Yeah, of right, course, right. But if you were to tell tell me at the beginning of the season you're going to finish second this year, I'd say okay, given the roster, yeah, second is you probably it. where we should have landed, maybe third, arguably, right. arguably fifth, but. <laughs> okay, now I'll ask the same question to Julian first because I know he's not going to be a Mongo about it. But Julian, if Inter win, the other one? so if Inter win on the last day, yeah, and Milan end up finishing second again, is that a is that a failure of a season for Milan? I guess considering everything. No, I think that's. In- like Chris said, it would be disappointing. It'd be gut wrenching to lose it on the last day, but I wouldn't say it's failure. They've been, I think they've probably led Serie A the longest, right? They were the team leading the first third of the season. Inter took over for a little bit and then choked it away, but then it's been. I think Napoli won there the too, weren't they? Yeah, they were on top for a bit too. Yeah. But I wouldn't. I mean, we all had them finishing seventh, I think, except for Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> That's all part of my speech for next week. If things, we got to see. Actually, we do have to go. pull that up, Paulo. You got to pull that up somewhere. No, but Paulo, it's say, miraculously say. been deleted. Yeah, that's it. oh, that's right, eh? Actually, it may have been. I wouldn't say it's uh, a bad season for them by any means, especially uh, like Chris said. Look at their roster. Liao's taken huge leaps and bounds this year, which I don't think really any of us saw coming um and he's quite frankly probably been their protagonist should if they end up winning is putting in a very strong argument to be Serie A MVP but uh, he's there's he's there Terry Henry he is there you go yes he is <laughs> that's a joke by the way. I'm just saying I know not, but not, he not, not even he's close gonna to... be their MVP if they win yeah I like, get that but like he's not even else. close to Terry Henry he plays on the wing Terry Henry is like an out and out striker. A replay like, on the wing for Barca. Yeah, for Barca because uh, won a Champions Messi, League there. Messi, I can't because Messi was their best. Anyway, at Arsenal, I'm saying at Arsenal. Like, you didn't say that. Oh my god! Because I don't know, I don't know who the oh hell you're god. talking about. But Tian replaced for Vanette. 
Listen, when I think of Thierry Henry, I think of Arsenal playing with Dennis Bergkamp and Robert Pires. Okay. When I think of Thierry, I think of Juventus. <laughs> That's right. He was there today uh, looking at his former club. <laughs> uh, it's all full circle. <laughs> He's everywhere. Tianri, he's either not there in real life or he is there. He's he's in the spirit of Liao. Anyways, all that to say, um, okay, Paulos, did I get your, you think, do you think if Milan bungle this, is it a failure of a season? Well, listen, I, I don't think it's a failure of a season because, again, I had him not finishing the Champions League. So, no, yeah. I don't think it's a failure of a season. It is still season. a success. It is still a success, exactly. I mean, uh, considering I, – I honestly, considering how they overperformed this season, right? Uh, I think that's the reason why uh, Elliot, uh, according to the latest reports, don't want to sell hmm. or, ha- or have been haggling over the price with Investcorp. Right. And Redburn. And Redbird, uh, whoever, whoever they are, exactly whoever they are. But uh, if, if, again, uh, just to finish up that point, I mean, if I'm Elliot, why why should I sell? They because have, of uh, the money. I know, but not even that. It's uh, they can get considering that Chelsea sold for five billion. Yeah, uh, th- that's the reason why that they're not selling because they looked at uh, Chelsea being sold for five billion and and. Their offering price or their asking price was 1.1 billion, and it's all within the right to 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 reevaluate and say that we got a um, um, a forward-looking project. I'll I'll say, uh, and and you know their valuation has been going up ever since that ever since Elliot took over. So, but considering the state of the differing leagues, etc., is Milan worth more than one fifth of Chelsea? Yes, I, I, considering that Milan has more history than Chelsea, let's be honest. Yeah, but Chelsea, I, Chelsea I really only, don't think. Yeah. But I, I don't think anyone gives a shit about that. I think real the reality is how much money can you make in the present, and if that does it does well, okay. Milan, what's what's Her. what is that I'll, gap? I'll, I'll, this is I'll a different conversation. My... This is a conversation for a different podcast. Maybe we'll have this conversation. We'll have this conversation at the other uh, side of the break. How about that? Well, have, well. We'll, we'll, mm. we'll use the other side of the break as our conversation, mm. as our discussion period. We'll see. And in fact, the listeners will have to tune in to find out if we have that conversation. <laughs> yeah. So what we'll do is, uh, did we get through everything? If, if so, let's take a, a quick break. Yeah, uh, let, Let's run through the uh, next round of the schedule. Okay, sure. Round. Yeah, fair. Yeah. So starting on, again, we said the Friday, uh, Torino hosts Roma. Roma need the win. Um, it, uh, we might also have Lazio, who are host to Verona. So, uh, again, officially that's, it's still ten- Saturday, but tentatively it's Saturday. Exactly. We'll see. But, uh, as of right now, the, the scheduled game right now on Friday on the 20th is, uh, Torino host to Roma. Then we have Genoa host to Bologna on Saturday, Atlanta host to Empoli, Fiorentina host to Juve. And, uh, again, that, that tentative Lazio Verona game. And on Sunday we have Spezia Napoli in the morning, then at noon. Uh, so these are all our times, but on noon we have Inter versus Sampdoria and Sassuolo Milan happening kickoff at the same time. Uh, and then in the uh, relegation battle at the three o'clock game, we have Salernitana host to Udinese and Venezia host to Cagliari. So uh, again, we already went through all the um, implications of those matches, but uh, it, it's the Sunday is set up to be quite uh, the entertaining match day 
uh, for, to finish off, a, honestly, uh, an entertaining season. I, I don't know that we were ever sure that the one team was going to run away with it um, in either spots of this table uh, until kind of later on when we found out kind of what teams were still in it. It's just, it was exciting, obviously, having all of us still contending, even though, you know, Paula, you're, you and I figured, you know, you were kind of out of it. They were still clinging to something <laughs> uh, relatively late, which was impressive in its own right. But how it's bad also, they are, but yeah. Exactly, considering how, how brutal they were. Um, but, yeah, again, it's exciting for, for the other two members of this podcast. We have a, a, fi- a finale um, that is going to be exciting to dissect next week but again we'll get to that when we get to that let's uh just to wrap that up we're going to take a break now on the other half of the show we'll get into some copa review uh and we'll also get into a little bit of uh, a little fun on our end so again with that let's take a quick break we'll be right back Honestly, this is uh, Brav. yeah. Can I tell you that this video only has 349 views on YouTube, and that sounds like criminally low. Well, that's because it's <laughs> there's probably more retweets on Twitter than anything else. I, I guarantee you, on Twitter, the video of this that was it was stolen from the YouTube, whatever the video that was on Twitter now probably has at least 20,000 views. That's my guess. But, yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you know he also has a uh, t-shirt line? He's got a merch line, yeah. Yeah, he's got a merch line. Uh, one of them is uh, Sol- Solano. <laughs> Chucha Melon Paul. Solano. Chucha Melon Paul. Shit. And uh, like he also stole a bunch of memes that were created about him. About him. Yeah, smart. So, I mean, uh, might as well be making money on it. So there was, yeah, exactly. Um, there's so there's a picture of Tati with a sweater with his uh, Codice Fiscale, mm-hmm. okay, and then uh, <laughs> a Twitter uh, or Twitter user. Wait, sorry, Mike, did you tell me he, you just say that he made a shirt with his Codice Fiscale on it? Yes. <laughs> so the reason why I say that is because uh, Twitter user Magnum Pio uh, made a meme with like his fit, like Violi's face, and then the making fun of Tati as well. With Mark, uh, with uh, Violino's Codice Fiscale on the shirt. So he also, so when I looked on it on on the on the website, there was the uh, the sweater, the hoodie with his own Codice Fiscale on it. Man's playing forty chess. The man, <laughs> the man is living in in two, in three thousand twenty two. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Oh God. Okay, let's move on. Let's let's just cover what we need to cover and <laughs> move on from this. Um, so Tachi la Copa. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, we'll see. We'll see if it's, it happens. It'd be nice. It would be very nice. We'll see. Obviously, that's on the twenty fifth. I want to say. Yes, twenty fifth. Yeah. So it's in. Uh, it's next week. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll cover it next week, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll cover the pre. We'll preview it. We'll probably play that song again. Realistically, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another song comes out next week. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. Yeah, so, uh, okay. Last week, though, uh, before any of this uh, whole was, it, was it another cup master stuff. There was another cup, exactly, and and that was the cup. Uh, Italia, <laughs> the Coppa Italia <laughs> final uh, was last Wednesday. And it was uh, it, it was going to be a good one. Obviously, you know, two um, important teams in Italy. It's, it was a Derby d'Italia final, which uh, everyone, except for yeah, no, everyone probably would have liked to see because I think the only other big derby w- was the round before with uh, Inter and, and Milan, right? So mm-hmm. going into this, it, it was a massive derby and uh, Inter actually come out uh, early and score in the sixth minute. Barella scores to make a one nothing. Um, that's how the first half would finish. But in the second half, uh, the action picks up very early on. Again, about five minutes into the second half, Alexandro scores to make it 1-1. Two minutes later, Vlaovic scores to make it 2-1. Uh, celebrates very... Uh, big <laughs> very largely lar- a large celebration uh but unfortunately for uh for Vlaovic and Juventus uh it didn't take long after some substitutions were made uh Bonucci came in and uh eventually a PK happened in the 80th minute uh for Inter Milan they score Chelino Chal- scores and it's actually a beautiful it was a rocket of a shot um, to tie this game up, and uh, because of that, it was uh, they had to go to extra time. So a late penalty, okay, two two in this in the first half of extra time. Uh, it's uh, it's all I guess to play for, but uh, Inter again get another PK uh, in the ninety ninth minute. So uh, Perisic steps up, takes it again. It's uh, it is what it is. It's a three-two game at that point. Allegri interestingly takes uh, makes some substitutions here. I guess figures that it's I don't know. I'm not sure what happens on the Juventus side of things, but um, not long after that, Perisic gets a, a, another goal, uh, another great strike, and uh, it's four-two, and that's how it ends. Four-two in Inter's favor. They win the Coppa Italia. They're gonna have that beautiful little patch on their jersey next season. So they will have a patch regardless of uh, the next round uh, of Serie A match day, however that shakes out. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to Inter Milan. See you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, where to start? Um, uh, start in... Hmm. Okay, actually, I'm going to start with... At the start. Uh, at the start, exactly, the, uh, on the Barella goal. Um. That's what happens when you have Benardeschi defending an actually competent midfielder. Um, sure. There was, I think it was, uh, Julian, help me, help me out. Was it Brozovic or Parasic that made the run through? Um, I think it was Parasic who was on the wing there. 
I, I, I feel like it was Brozovic, though. Well, it might have been. I don't remember, to be honest. I think Brozovic, it, it was a 1-2. It game. was a pass. It was an assist by Brozovic. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So, it was Brozovic. So, Brozovic patched to Barella. Barella cut in. Brozovic made the run, which drew uh, Quadrado to him. And then, for some reason, Bernadeschi went to double up on Brozovic, then allowed Barella to have a shot. Space, to, have a, uh, to have a shot. And it was a nice shot. I mean, I, I wasn't. I was more upset about the defending. I mean, that shot he couldn't stop because, uh, for some reason, uh, media set did a PS5 EA Sports version of the goal for some reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah, or, that was or, weird. Or like uh, that was like the Lega Serie initiative initiative for that cup final. Anyway, uh, don't don't ask me why they, they usually do stupid shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, again, it was a nice goal. Listen, watching that, I was more, like I said, I was more upset at the defending. Um, moving on, uh, it was a good comeback. Um, then Vlavic scored. A, that uh, was too, too, too early to celebrate like that in, on the Vlavic yeah, second agreed. goal. Uh, that's just... He's young. He's still young. He's 22. He'll learn. He'll learn from he'll, that. For he'll sure. learn from that. Yeah. And I think and, actually after the celebration, I'm not sure. I think DiBala, if I recall correctly, was kind of reining him in, being like, I think, trying to talk some sense into that. But he yeah. was also celebrating for sure. Yeah. Uh, so let's move to that tying goal, the uh, the Chalinoglu penalty. Well, so, well, well, I, before you get to that, it was, it was the uh, substitutions. Well, one second, the substitutions that we got, we got, then it leads into the actual. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. PK, but. Um, the fact that you th- like, I was texting you guys, uh, uh, and I said, Bonucci and Copa lost, and this was b- even before happened the PK. And, like I said, it was a mistake. Maybe Kalini was injured, but regardless, um, you had Inter on the ropes. Uh, there was no point if you would have done Kalini for uh, Bonucci straight swap, and you would have not put on a, uh, a another. Uh, another midfielder. It felt like they, uh, they, they, they my, my goal was the substitution. Bonucci for Chiellini, and then it was someone else. It looked like he took off a, a forward and put on a midfielder. So I actually think that uh, I'm pretty sure Artur came on for Chiellini. So Bernadeschi came off for Bonucci in the 67th minute. Okay. Uh, Zakaria for Locatelli. And then in the 84th, this was after the PK, Chiellini came off for Artur. Chiellini was hurt, though. He did go down on a corner and have to stretch. The yeah, leg. yeah. But again, that was – so Chiellini was on for that second goal against as well for that penalty. He was off for extra time, basically. Yeah, so well, I don't understand the purpose of taking off Bonucci for Benardeschi. That that that's the that's the substitution. Putting on Benucci, you're saying. Put it on, put it on, yeah. put it on Benucci for Benedeski. That was was not necessary. Uh, He's trying to shut up shop. But, yeah, but, but yeah. shut up shop with 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 Seven, with twenty minutes. Left. Twenty twenty minutes left to go. You shut up shop with at most ten minutes at most. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't disagree in the sense that again, you a one a one goal margin is not enough to say exactly like you're saying. Like it's it's for sure. Inter with their quality, we're always going to come and and push again. 
Um, so you can't just say, hey, yeah, we've got it in the bag here. Let's just park the park this bus, right? The thing is, um, beyond that, beyond those substitutions, all that, I want to talk about the penalty because, again, it, it, was, it was a, a point of – yeah, well, it was a point of contention, and you say it's a penalty. Julian I say it's a penalty. is saying it's a 50-50, but it's probably a penalty. Chris, I don't know if I got your reaction to it. Probably as well that it was a penalty, I imagine. Yeah, it's a PK. Yeah. I just, I think it's, I think it's too soft. Um, okay. I think if, you, wait, wait, Paul. Yeah, go, 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 go. The, what ends up, what happens here, again, like, we don't have visuals on, on the podcast, <laughs> but it's, it's just... Latauro, the only contact that is made, I guess, um, he, he gets some contact from Delict, doesn't do anything. He actually continues and, and is unaffected by it. Bonucci kind of comes in and crowds Latauro and Delict. So I think the, uh, the aesthetic of it all looked like a penalty to the referee at that point because after Bonucci comes in and crowds him, Latauro falls down. But he almost just like... He doesn't foul him. He doesn't pull him down. He's just like again grazing upon him, and I don't think that's a foul. That's not a penalty. Can I jump in? So the penalty <laughs> is rewarded based on, I think, a foul that doesn't actually take place. Julian, <laughs> you go ahead. I told you when it happened, it was soft, and I do agree with soft. Um, but I mentioned it's one of those. Benucci needs to know not to put the ref on the spot to make that split-second decision. Mm-hmm. Whatever the ref called it, in my opinion, is what would have stood, because I don't think there's enough evidence one way or the other, the other to overturn it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, those, I get what you're saying. It's There's not a whole lot in it. Of course, the tower is going to look for any contact and go down. Um, again, I I just think... Benucci needs to know better. Like a player with his experience should know better, not to force the ref to make a decision. Agreed. And I think what we've come to with Benucci in general, um, and I think this isn't the first time we've seen this. I think he almost takes his uh, reputation, perhaps, and assumes a lot is going to be given to him with with that. But again, the crowding, I don't see a problem with. And that's really what happened. It, and it's almost like a, um, the hand almost reaches. And I think that, again, is what in the end is called, even though it's, it wasn't enough to actually affect Lataro. The fact that Lataro just flopped at that point and made the foul happen is enough for that penalty to be given. And that's what happened. Okay. Uh, is that fair? I, is that a fair assessment? No, no listen, you can either call it on Delict because there is a contact with yeah, right, uh, right, Delict's okay. knee. And, and, if okay. that was the, and if that's what was called, okay, but I don't think that's what ended up no, being but, called. No, but, but I'll tell you what, like, listen, you talked about Bonucci. Bonucci came in from behind, might I add. Eh? Like, listen, there, there was... A, yeah, from the side. No, 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 no from behind, <laughs> from behind. But, but he came in behind Lataro. That's from behind. Grabbed Latara's arm. Okay, but he didn't. Okay, grabbed okay, it. Grabbed it. Grabbed it. Okay, and then tried to challenge him from behind. Both what Delict and Benucci did fouls. 
the the ref had had a choice what he could have called. Yeah, it was a foul. I mean, I mean, if it was the the licked only, maybe he could have got away with it because Lataro stayed on his feet. Mm-hmm. But because Bonucci came in from that angle from behind, it's a foul. Yeah, I I, I mean. I, I can't argue it much more than kind of what I've already laid out. I, I don't, again, I, I think you guys are right because I feel like that's just, if if I have Paulo agreeing and Julian agreeing, that's typically going to be pretty much <laughs> accurate. <laughs> but I just, it's, I think what I would chalk it up to in the end is again, Bonucci making, like you said, making the ref make that call. Mm. And forcing his hand, which is just stupid at that point. And I'm not, I, I'm that, not going to advocate for Bonucci at that point because, again, it, it's a little, it's the stupidest decision you can make because you have the game in the bag. There's ten minutes left, and then you go and um, force the ref's hand, and that's what happened. The, the well, ref was was forced to make a call because, again, Lataro ends up going down. You know, again, if he if you crowd the guy. That that's going to happen, and it's it's lazy defending from Bonucci that causes that. And again, so that's what happens when you put you again. That's why I said you had Inter on the ropes. There was no need to put on an extra defender for a midfielder at that time. Yeah. Keep going, keep hemming Inter in. There were uh, they had no uh, no answer for what Juventus were doing at that time. Mm-hmm. With the extra midfielder on, because they took off, um, uh, who did they take off? They, they took off someone. They put on an extra forward at the time. I think it was Murata. Inter? No, Juventus. They, they put on Murata for someone. So in the enough. first half, because Danilo got hurt. Exactly. They, yeah, because they put on Murata. Yeah. If they would have kept that until the last ten minutes of the game, Juventus would have won that in ninety minutes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I don't disagree. I think that's probably the right analysis. Uh, and uh, I think Nedved coming down to um, <laughs> yeah, a little like lot, yeah, yeah. It's supposedly that that's what that's what the reports are, the the, the rumors. And I think Nedved was well within his right to do that. Uh, I think people question what Nedved does, and I think that's exactly what Nedved is there for: is the liaison between upper management and the locker room. I think he's there to be the voice of reason sometimes too, because I think it's lost on these uh, dinosaurs that uh, exist everywhere else in Listen, Juventus management. <laughs> I, I think he should be president, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, Juventus had a successful history with a former player as president, and I think Nedved should be the president if uh, if certain, uh, let's say, political moves happen in the background, <laughs> which. Uh, w- I find uh, uh, I kind of want to uh, uh, actually. I'll, I'll wait till, till we talk about the goodbye part when it's gone. Sure. Yeah. Um, I guess again, the last point that I really had on this, and and again, it really is stemming from that that penalty still is is again. I already kind of mentioned it, but Bonucci's defending of late of like past couple seasons really is again has been uh, shit. Yeah, it's it's a shadow of his former self. Um, he still can be serviceable in a distribution role, but if you need to de- depend on Bonucci to defend, it's it's you're you're not gonna win the game. You're not gonna if, win games if he's isolated one on one 
he's you're done. It's a, you're it's done. it's basically yeah. It, it's, it's basically global. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, if you want to talk about the the other penalty, I think it was the what three two penalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, if you want to, yeah, quickly. Yeah. I think it was the lick that I'm pretty sure that was a foul too. Um, yeah, that one was more stonewall in my opinion. Yeah. Than the other one. DeVry wasn't really getting the ball, but the way, honestly, penalties are called nowadays, he stuck out his knee and clipped him pretty yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, again, that, that was a penalty. Then then you can also argue uh, uh, an Allegri decision as well by taking off Dybala. I mean, yeah. Then, yeah. Again, he was – by taking off Dybala, I'm not sure exactly what the, the logic was. No. I imagine it's because he wanted to save him perhaps for something else. I well, have wait. no idea. It's it's maybe you thought that he didn't have the legs in him anymore. It was just – I don't know. In any case, he would put Keen in for Dybala, so he probably wants someone who is able to finish off this game and, and run. Um, yeah, someone who missed an open net in the yeah. 90th plus minute. Yeah. <laughs> Last game, yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, in any case, and another uh, thing, did I say that I had a bad feeling about this game as well? I, I uh, after the Genoa game, I said, I said, I, considering how bad they played against Genoa, um, that I wasn't confident that they would be able to get a result, and it was proven true. Uh, it, I mean, the the I was I was fuming afterwards, Michael. You know, like I said, if it ended one nothing on that Barella goal, uh, it would have been a di- completely different. So I would have accepted the result in the sense that it would have been the same as as opposed to it being has I've had well, no, lost exactly. I, I mean, I, uh, it would have been the same result as what happened in the league, right? Uh, when 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 Juventus played Inter in Syria, um, but by coming back and then and giving you some hope, exactly, and then blowing the lead because of shit substitutions and then shit defending uh it, it's just it's it's just it's pathetic it was <laughs> it was a symbolic way and it actually honestly described and summed up the season in 120 minutes yeah i agree i agree with that and starting and... shit literally hold on hold on starting shit recovering <laughs> and then finishing shit agreed Agreed, yeah. but listen, I I don't want to I don't want to just stay on that. Not because like it's not true. I agree with you. I just also at the same time don't want to take away from uh, Inter's success oh, here no. because it's it's full value. They they yeah. they played it perfectly. They they had to press when they needed to. They they got off to a good start. They are also in a position where they um, they could have taken this game less seriously because of obviously other implications um they were in a position to win it and they and they did it they were swift about it as well so again full value to enter for 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 winning it and also you know credit to inter's best players yeah uh that you know that came up for the for the whole season parasitch to score two goals yeah uh to chris's detriment chalanoglu as well <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, and also uh, you can even argue in inter second best midfielder i think brozovic is 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 their best but uh Barella scored a nice goal yeah okay i think that's... you also sorry yeah. just quickly no, give no, go credit ahead. to Inzaghi for his subs cuz they were 
the complete opposite of Allegri's. They were perfect. Everybody who came on played their role very well, and then they also kind of helped everybody get back in. Well, get into back into the game for sure. So let's just to recap about that. So Darmian uh, for Dumfries in the 63rd, as well as D'Ambrosio for DeMarco uh, and Zeko for Correa. Uh, or sorry, the other way, DeMarco for D'Ambrosio and Correa for Zeko. And then in uh, 90 plus, we had Lataro uh, off for, or Sanchez in for Lataro and Vidal in for Chalinolu. Uh, and then an extra t- time, I guess, just to finish it off, uh, DeMarco out again uh, for Bastoni in. Just to get more height on the field, yeah. But Yeah. yeah. Okay, but uh, no, I was going to actually put it out to you for any last comments, Julian, but is, is that uh, how you want to finish it? Um, yeah, I think just to briefly touch, there's been a lot of inter-Twitter kind of makes me laugh. Some people are still against Nzegi, but I think regardless of what happens on Sunday, this has obviously been a successful season, and I think the Inter-fans who don't agree are just quite frankly wrong. There you go. Two oh, trophies, the... a round of 16 loss. Exactly. Liverpool, who might win it. Right. Going down to the final match day for the Scudetto. Yeah, it's disappointing because they had their chance with it, but give Zaggy time to work, give him more depth on the squad. I'm not concerned whatsoever. I, I think you meant, Julie meant to say, let Inzaghi cook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I completely agree what Julian said there. I, I, I think... Um... Uh, the, you could argue Inter winning the triplatino uh, is probably better than what Conte did because Conte could have won a a a European Domestic. Cup. Well, oh, I mean, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, and he lost it. Yeah, and he lost it. So uh, he really should have. He really should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah should have won. He started play. Gagliardini over Christian Eriksen. Just think yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, considering this guy... And Godin over Skriniar, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Well, considering this guy is going to take Tottenham to a Champions League uh, spot, but anyway. Pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Right, close to show how bad Arsenal is. Okay. (laughs) Listen, that's enough on that. Um, Let's move on to, again, uh, North America's favorite segment, uh, and that is, uh, of course... Who am I? I don't know. And here is the clip just to put that into. Who am I? I don't know. Just to set up some, some Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, all right. Just give me one second here. Okay. So uh, first hint. I'm just bringing up the hints here. First hint. Um, he has played with Mary Damaral. Tommaso Pobega and Salvatore Sirigu. Hence number two, this European attacker is with his third Serie A club, two of which were on loan. And then hence number three, he won the award for his country's golden boy in 2021. All right, so I'll go back to the top. Yeah. He has played with Mary Demaral, Tommaso Pobega, and Salvatore Sirigu. This European attacker is with his third Serie A club, two of which were on loan. And hint number three, he won the award for his country's golden boy in 2021. Okay. Can you re- repeat the players? Uh, yeah. Uh, Tommaso okay. Pobega and Salvatore Sirigu. Five-minute timer. 
Okay, so, okay, so Demerel Pobega Sirigu. So Chris yeah. loves giving us players that are like red herrings. So Demerol was Juve, obviously, and Atalanta Juve, now. At, yeah, and Sassuolo. And Sassuolo, yeah. And Sassuolo. Where was Sirigu? He wasn't... Genoa, Torino, Palermo. So Genoa... It wouldn't be Palermo, po- though. Pobega? Uh, no, Pobega was Spezia and Torino. Spezia and Milan. Torino. Has he played for Milan, though? Yeah. Pobega? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Uh, for some, I don't know why the first thought it came into it. it say that this was the other two. This European. Uh, give me one second. Just gotta pull it back up. Uh, this European attacker is with his third Serie A club, two of which were on loan, and then he won the award for his country's golden boy in 2021. Uh, three and a half minutes left. Okay, so... Hmm. What what do we think we would be... Do you think we need a question to ask him, or should we get a bonus hint? Well, I just, let, let's talk it out, though, first. Um... So what what European... nationality? Yeah, what nationality do you think yeah. he is? Um, Portuguese. European. Is there any attackers that are Portuguese that are young too? Who's also played for three Serie A teams? It's a lot of teams. So get so I'm I'm thinking Torino, Genoa, Milan, right? Atlanta. Hmm. Sorry, he's played for three teams. Yep. Yeah. Two on loan. Two. Yeah. Two and a half minutes left. Oh god. All right. Let's ask a question then. Ask a question or get his bonus hit. Bonus hit then, because I don't think I have a question. Bonus hit. Yeah. All right. The team he is currently on will not be in Serie A next year. Ah. So it's either Genoa or Venezia. If that... I knew their squads much better, I'd be able <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Um, Two minutes left. Euro... Did you say European attacker? European. Yeah. European. Genoa is can be Destro, is it? <laughs> no, Golden Boy. In twenty twenty one. Golden Boy, yeah. Twenty twenty one European Golden Boy. Uh case. Minute so twenty left. God. Okay, no, okay, okay. So again, he's played with Demaral, Pobega, and Sirigu. Oh, it's third Serie A club. It's Pickley. But again, but has he won the European Golden Boy though? Well, it's not European Golden Boy. It's Italian. He what did you, what, is it? Say the hint. 
he won the award for his country's golden boy. His country's golden boy. Country's so, go- so did Piccoli win? Yeah, because golden boy, Pic- a no, domestic golden boy. Because yeah, because Piccoli was on Spezia playing with Pobega at Spezia. Roberto Piccoli. You still have thirty-five seconds. He okay. and he's young, what, right? He's what was the players again, Chris? Uh, that he played with Demaral it was Dem- Demaral, Pobega, and Sidigu. So Demaral, he would have played yeah. with this year because he. Yeah, no, no, Demaral, he would have played last year with Atalanta. Uh, Sirigu, he would have played with this year because I'm pretty sure he's on Genoa. And then he would have played with Pobega on Spezia last year. Roberto Piccoli. Piccoli. Final answer. Final answer. Yeah, I think that's right. Seven seconds remaining. You almost beat. I did it again. I did it again. (laughs) Thank you very much. I did it again. Two in a row. Two in a row. Last week, I think it was three seconds left. We had seven seconds left this week. (laughs) So, yeah, he played with uh, Demoral, Atalanta, Pobega, Spezia, Sidigu, Genoa. uh, And then he's played with, obviously, Spezia. Now Genoa on loan and owned by Atalanta, and then in 2021 he was Italy's golden boy. Wow! And of course Genoa will not be in Serie A next yeah. year. That's that's pretty. That gave it away. That gave it away, though. I mean, I mean you only got it with seven seconds left. Yeah, <laughs> that, the two weeks in a row getting it within ten seconds left. I, I think that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Okay, yeah, but so he really, one he, of the he really narrowed week, it down so. to two, one of two teams, though. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true, though. Yeah, that, that that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but but still, again, again. That's, uh, regardless, that's right. I'll, yeah. I'll take a win is a win is a win. Exactly. Is it discussion now? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's make it quick though, because uh, I don't want to drag everything on too much. But we just wanted to speak in general. Um, about okay, first, let let I want to talk about what we, what we were supposed to talk about last half. <laughs> so, okay, cue it up. Okay, so it was essentially um, the fact that Milan was valued before um, Chelsea was sold at was it one fifth what they were sold at uh, Chelsea? That I mean, so Chelsea was sold at five billion. Uh, Milan was being valued at one point two. Um, for me, uh, at this point, um, let's say it's a forward looking project with one, one week to go. Uh, I think Elliot has no economic sporting nor economic reason to sell because they're, they can afford to, um, continue on as Milan's owner. Um, they can, are, they can, Get in theory, get their own stadium because Inter's owners can't afford so uh, so on and so forth for you know, other reasons. Julian, um, their own stadium, and they can. And I can also argue, even though again, I'm not the I'm not Milan's number one supporter as Chris, but I can argue that Milan has more history than Chelsea. Yeah, it, that's irrelevant. Like I said before, um, and le- I want to know what Julian and Chris think, but the reality is, and you mentioned the sporting aspect of it, none of that really matters. It, it, Elliot management is, like you said, a, uh, um, 
and in, a hedge fund, right? Who owns this team? The sporting aspect is not important. It's literally um, about making money. And I agree that in general as well, teams will appreciate in value. So if you can maintain that for as long as you can, as long as like the um, the financial aspect of that sporting project is still profitable as long as you can maintain profits while also increasing the value of uh the uh, of the everything the organization in general then sure keep it if you were forced to sell you are forced to sell and and again you make that money back back so i will agree with you on that point yeah can i say something also the fact i think I think this is Chris, one of Chris's lines, or Milan Twitter's lines, empty Twitter's lines, uh, about uh, throughout the season. Is that the fact that they have, uh, uh, was it their <laughs> their squad is worth eighty million euros in total, um, and and uh, the fact so essentially, Elliot management is making profit on the fact that they're gonna probably gonna make more revenue this season because they're they have the the cheapest squad in the top five or something like that yeah Yeah, i I don't know that's not not a line that's just that's just a fact it's a fact (laughs) it's also a line it's also a what a line a line say the line chris say the line chris uh no it's not a line um (laughs) no look i if, if I'm Elliot Management, you bought the club for $300 million, give or take. 200 if, I think it was even cheaper. Yeah, even cheaper, exactly. So I think if an offer comes in at $1.2 billion, I agree with Mike, you, you take the sporting reasons out of it. They're a business, first and foremost. They just so happen to get into into the business of owning you know, a huge football club. But at the end of the day, they're going to see that that profit that's going to go towards their bottom line, and I think they'll take it. Um, yeah, I, I don't see them in this for the long run. I think they made that clear when they bought the club. Mm-hmm. They weren't in it for the long run. So I think for them, the fact that they can get this much of a profit uh, in f- five years, has that even been five years? Not yeah, even less. Probably less not, yeah. So and, and even more so, I, I think that's even more of a reason why they, they take the money. And correct me again if I'm wrong, but they they almost defaulted into the ownership, correct? Yeah, they defaulted <laughs> into ownership, yeah. They, they just, again... It was Yang Hong Lee. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't pay... pay and- and interest. so it went. Yeah, that's right. So it defaulted to Elliot. Exactly. I, I think it was a, a genius move on part in part of Bellas Corey, but I got for yeah. but I got the financial money laundering reasons. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Go on, Michael. Yeah. No, I think. Um, I just think it's uh, at this point for me. Again, I've already laid this out, but again, if if they don't need to sell and almost contrary to what like the logic would be of selling it right now. Again, you make that $1 billion profit. Um, billion euro, it, actually. Billion, sorry, euro, you're right. Uh, if there is a chance that you will be valued even half of what Chelsea is valued at, then maybe maybe you do hold on. That's the only That's the only chance that I take. And but, I think I think they will. But the thing is, though, again, this is the real. This is the discussion I really wanted to get to. Is mm, go ahead. 
based on again the leagues, etc. I I just don't uh, yeah. think. Paul thank you for Blanc, bringing this up. No, 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 thank you for bringing it up. Okay, I I just don't think that the value is there. The value can be that. Um, City A can be worth money. I'm not mm-hmm, saying mm-hmm, that a team mm-hmm. like AC Milan is not worth a billion dollars, but just based on the marketability, everything of the league that Chelsea exists in, I feel like again that value of five billion dollars is is appropriate. Whereas if you're saying if you're Elliot and you're betting on Milan to be worth more because of Chelsea. I don't think that's the right approach. I think mm-hmm. it's as it's, I think it is a approach and I think you need mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. take that into consideration, but you cannot put these two teams side by side and compare them apples to apples because it literally is apples to oranges because of the dynamics of where these teams exist. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to play uh devil's advocate here. Cause I was watching, uh, Italian dozen and, uh, they interviewed the, uh, I think it was the Syria, uh, the Lega Syria president, and he said, "quote that uh, Syria has been the uh, most, or the has has grown the most out of all the uh, top five leagues in the sense that they had the most, you know, growth uh, margin." Um. So on that purpose, in theory, in theory, Michael, in theory, I'm not saying that actually could happen. Yeah. In so theory. let me just say this yeah. in gross. Okay. Do they, are they saying gross like percentage? Gross what? Like are they saying that they Insane. doubled? Whereas, uh, well, not 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 whereas, double. Hold on. Why are they saying yeah. they doubled? Whereas the Premier League only got 25 percent larger in in value. You know what I mean? Like. Sure, I'm going. It's, I'm not going off by the it's not hard to go from 100 to 200 million, um, but it might be more difficult to go from 1.2 billion to 1.8 billion or something. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm yeah. just throwing out numbers. But. I, I I get that, but I'm I'm saying that the fact that uh, they grew, you know, like the fact that 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 they that they can um, say that they expanded the revenue, the fact that uh, they uh, "Quote unquote," went into the metaverse, some dumb shit like that. Um, the, <laughs> it, the point is that 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 they're that they're trying to expand. They have the more room to grow, you know, because maybe perhaps the uh, the the PL. Uh, I think Julie knows where I'm getting at. Uh, the PL um, has hit a cap. Yeah, so and, I, I actually want to yeah. get on that point. I want to get Julian's opinion as well. Um, PL, yeah. Julian, PL. <laughs> Julian, what what are your thoughts on that? Again, based on what kind of Paulo has just outlined. I, the fact is right now, the Serie A teams just aren't worth what Premier League teams are worth. Yeah. Regardless of if there's growth, regardless of if there's room to grow, right now the Premier League is literally printing money at will. Um, I think... Like when the fact that the team being promoted from the championship makes as much money as the team who wins the Serie A, I think that answers your question right there. Yeah. But I'm but not going to argue I, against that. I think if you are looking, if, if, if you as the owner, for example, of an AC Milan are 
interested in selling the team because you don't want to hold it anymore, et cetera, whatever, whatever the reasons are for someone to sell the team, who I guess, or, or when you sell it is really just dependent on when you want to, if you're a buyer, that is what you want to know though. I agree with city as, um, assessment in that they have a lot of room to grow because again, we've known for a while that that growth has been stagnant and hasn't grown like the other leagues. So the next boom perhaps could be Syria, but that depends largely on again, the people who run everything else. So again, all that to say is, is there potential? Sure. But you also have to have infrastructure to capitalize on that potential. And I'm not sure I'm not sold in Syria at this point. So to what Julian said, the Premier League is printing money. That's why Chelsea is worth $5 billion. AC Milan, I am not convinced that they are worth half of Chelsea even because of, again, like I said, the structure in which they exist. I'm not I'm not arguing against your point, but, but what I want to say is that um, not half per se, but maybe instead of 1.2, we're talking about 1.5 or 1.8. You know what I mean? Like you said, half. So, like I think Elliot is not uh, is 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 looking at it as a hedge fund and saying we can probably squeak out an extra four or five million. A hundred million, sorry, four or five hundred million. Right, right. Okay, let me ask you this. Um, Chelsea's worth five billion, let's say. Again, that's just the market, I guess. Um, how much is Bayern worth? How much is PSG worth? How much is Real Madrid and Barca worth? Uh, def- if, if Chelsea's worth five at this current market value, Real Madrid is worth uh, probably an extra three billion. Uh, Byron uh, probably three billion, considering that they're the most profitable team uh, in in the Bundesliga. Uh, what was the other team you mentioned? PSG, like you know, they have. I mean, they have. A PSG, elite R is a different story, but probably around the same two billion, just or two and a half billion, probably just under less of of Bayern, in my opinion, because because the league that they play in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just if we're talking about comparables, like I said before, it's not Chelsea. It's probably more. I actually now I would probably say more any league earned team that's not PSG because I feel like PSG based on their again structure of ownership etc everything that exists in there their the players they have everything that they they've been able to create over the past decade of you know investment um I think has a greater edge so you're probably looking at a tier below PSG in terms of valuation so Listen, take, that, uh, take with that, yeah. How you will. I I want to get the comment from the Milan fan. Then we can move on. Oh, I mean, it's all. Uh, I don't want to say it's hearsay, but 
I think we've talked about this before when it comes to, you know, player valuations, like who's valuing Mm -hmm. them and it's, they're worth what somebody's willing to pay for them. Right. So somebody, you know, values them at 1.2 billion. I'm sure they're, they're hoping or planning on, you know, the league itself continuing to grow. They're hoping on, you know, the young players that Milan has continuing to improve and increasing in, in value and, you know, maybe selling one or two, uh, who knows, but, um, I think it's difficult to compare teams across different leagues. Um, obviously, it goes without saying if you're in the English league, you're you're probably worth more than what your your true value is because they have those big TV deals. But that's that's how I'll leave it at that. I think we can, we could probably go on and on, but again, <laughs> if somebody's willing to pay 1.2, then that, that's what they're worth. That's their value. Uh, Michael, I'm glad Chris brought up the TV deal. So uh, I think I mentioned I think it was last week. That they passed the decree, as they mentioned again, yeah. uh, before the Copa Italia. So uh, instead of having uh, three-year TV deals, uh, I think they're allowed to extend uh, those types of contracts and, and not have three years, but a longer um, TV deal. So again, I think we were discussing uh, uh, offline mm-hmm. the fact that uh, they could create a dynasty with one network. Yeah, and, and just to... I guess wrap up that conversation again. I think it was offline that we we're talking about it, but the reality is, again, you can, like you said, a, a dynasty, but you can you can sell a product for a lot longer. You have security there, so uh, someone is probably willing to pay more for your product as well, because again, they can market around your product for longer and and have that security that yes, I will have these rights beyond three years from now. I'll have it for a decade, or I'll have it for whatever time they decide on. That's uh, five years even is a long time, right? Like three years is is not a short amount of time necessarily, but it, it is in terms of three seasons is is not a lot. Five mm. obviously uh, already hits a, a milestone. Ten is even better. I'm not sure if you if Syria tries to sell it for ten, they would be they would be smarter to sell it though for. A chunk between, I would say, five and ten, maybe even eight. I would go for, just well, to secure again, secure the bag at that point. Oh well, we move on to the next session topic. Can someone look up what uh, NBC bought the um, Premier League rights for? Yeah, someone look that up. I we're not gonna, Paulo. I want to save the next topic that you want to talk about. We're gonna save that actually for uh, possibly next week, possibly when we talk about transfers. Um, it's the whole goodbye thing, you know, the, the Dybala, Killini, et cetera thing. Oh, we ran out of time. Sorry, but we ran out of time. Seriously, seriously though? Yes, unfortunately. And that's just, that's what you get. That's literally, <laughs> that's all on you. <sighs> that's it, Paulo. That's, you have to live with your, it's the consequences of your actions, my friend. I call bullshit on that, but I <laughs> Listen, I don't want to, we can't chat for, for three hours as much as you want to we cannot do it but well what i will say again is actually is someone looking up that nbc thing negative no i have not <laughs> okay i'll look it up <laughs> <laughs> paulo why don't you start with uh or just wrap up the show with the city of a minute and I'll, I'll try and find that nbc uh premier league deal okay so uh, there was a play out uh, versus uh, Vincenza and Cosenza. Uh, Vincenza, Christian Maggio, ex uh, Napoli 
uh, scored the uh, one nothing goal for Vincenza, and they take a one nothing lead going into the uh, second leg of the playout that will be played on Friday, uh, the 20th of May. And then the uh, first round of the playoffs were um, played on the 13th of May. Benevento beat Ascoli 1-0, and Brescia beat Perugia uh, 3-2. So the next round of the playoffs are Benevento versus Pisa and Brescia versus Monza, and uh, that's a two-legged uh, round. See? Michael? All right. So they recently signed uh, NBC signed a six-year extension. So they were with them. They've been with them since 2013. But the most recent deal that started, I think it said in 2021. So Premier League pass was in turn phased out in 2020. Blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty sure 2021 was the start of the next deal. So it's a six-year deal. But again, once you've been with uh, a distributor, I guess. It's been a decade. Yeah, it's been a decade now. And again, you allow them to kind of grow with you and, and... you know, expand, but beyond that, a six-year deal, probably the Premier League are able to table because, again, their product is worth that much more than the other products at this point. So they can, I would even say if if, if City A, for example, wanted to do a six-year deal, I think that would be selling themselves short. I think they should probably sell it for longer so that you build that foundation so that you can, again, grow your products exponentially beyond that. But that's, uh, again, another discussion for probably another time. Yeah, and again, uh, I just wanted to um, uh, wrap it up and uh, to tell our listeners to pay attention to next week because we'll have our goodbye discussion (laughs) next week. And I want to point out what happened between the... uh, player, the defender, the center defender that left a club uh, this week versus what happened, um, I believe it was, what is that, Michael, was it how many, 13 years ago of another club that did the same thing? Um, I can assure you if certain results happen next weekend, you will not be bringing that conversation. Oh, I will be bringing that up. I will <laughs> oh, be you bringing that up. 100% I'll you be bringing that up. heard the word filibuster? Filibuster, filibuster, stocazzo, filibuster. Yeah, I know you know what filibuster means. You wait. You know, yeah, stocazzo. <laughs> Paul is trying to strong arm us into uh, having the discussion he wants to have. The angelic <laughs> voice of Carlo Ancelotti will be filling your eardrums. Yeah, we should have had it tonight, but I was outvoted because we could have had another fucking two hour podcast. Listen, and I, I just want, like I said earlier, when you're right, I will tell you so that there is balance in the world. But <laughs> right now, you are wrong because, again, we can't have a three-hour episode. It's just, it's not, people don't want that. So I'm, I'm saving everybody some time, including you, who, you know, you can use this time to, I don't know, work out. write some notes for next week or work out, whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, okay, so any last-minute thoughts? Um, going into next week. Paul, you already had yours, Julian. But I wouldn't have had mine. Yours yours was you're looking forward to next week's discussion. (laughs) False. But anyway, I I want something else after at the end. Okay, Julian. Hey, you know what I'm going to say. 
Fourth for, Inter. Fourth Inter, yeah. Meant to be, it's meant to be. And if it isn't? That it wasn't. Honestly, Milan, to go 15, don't say potentially 16 don't say games it. unbeaten, they deserve <laughs> a hell of a lot of credit for that. Especially considering who they've come up against. And like, oh, they're going to drop points. They haven't. They've done well. Yeah. I give credit where credit is due. That's, that's uh, the most positive reverse jinx I've heard in a while. Uh, Chris. Goof. Goofo. <laughs> Uh, I would just say I'm <laughs> glad <clears throat> Milan hasn't used up their their draw yet. So what I mean by that is over the past whatever four weeks or so, it's been right. known that Milan can afford to draw a game and still be in first. So I, I, I'm not super, super confident. So I do like that Milan can draw and come away with uh, being Scudetto uh, winners. Paul. Okay. Um, so 20 years ago, uh, this month, in the month of May, uh, Inter lost 4-2 to Lazio, and which led Juventus winning uh, the trophy, uh, the, the Scudetto trophy. And I just want to point out that uh, because it's coming down to the last day, anything can happen. Um, Sassuolo have um, their chance to write themselves into history just like Lazio did 20 years ago. By 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 changing the course of the season on the last day, uh, Skamaka has been has been linked to Inter a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, performances from those those Sassuolo players that uh, are being linked to to bigger clubs, they can you know uh, by their performances they can earn themselves a transfer. So anything can happen. It is not a clear-cut fact that Milan is Milan could pick up a point from this game. Um, I just want to give all those other fans that are not of a Rossonero persuasion some hope. And uh, uh, I, I think this is uh, the most exciting well, I want to say exciting, but the most entertaining uh, Scudetto race since 2002. Mm, interesting. Um, I want to uh, note players on that Lazio squad uh, included. Um, Nedved? He, uh, no, actually. No? He, no. I think he was already gone before that. And when, when I think it was 2001, when Zidane left, Buffon and Nedved. Oh, that's there. right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but uh, Mahalovic was on that Lazio team. Uh, Stankovic was on that Lazio team. Uh Enrico Chiesa was on that Lazio team. And almost most importantly for the vibes for Julian, Simone Inzaghi was on that Lazio team. <laughs> Wait, was, was Mancini on that Lazio or did he retire? No, he was already gone. He's already retired. Eh? Yeah. 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 Um, my prediction for, um, for this last match day is that they're both going to lose. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a wash, uh, but uh, Milan will win because uh, it will, they will both lose. They both lost. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. That's all. We'll see what happens. It's Tune in be... next week for our yes. discussion for a good buzz. <laughs> It'll be a very exciting episode. Uh, either way, Either Paul will be ecstatic, uh, Chris will be ecstatic. There's going to be lots of yelling. I can already tell. <laughs> um, and Might need uh, to yeah, turn down your volume a little bit. Exactly, exactly. 
But uh, yeah, beyond that, I want to uh, thank everybody for listening to the end. Uh, make sure you're listening or you're following our um, our social media. So at RTW Calcio on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and I hope you look forward to this weekend as much as we are looking forward to this weekend. Because again, there's there's still a lot to play, whether at the top of the table or the bottom of the table. It's it's going to be a fantastic weekend on uh, uh, Match Day 38 years, particularly Sunday is going to be very fun. So uh, again, make sure you're you're tuning in so that uh, come Monday you're ready to to either party or cry like either Paulo or Chris. <laughs> All right. So with that, uh, that's the show. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye.